And a very good afternoon on this Wednesday. Nice to have you along as always. We got a stacked show, so let's get right to it. Uh, Rob is always uh, behind the controls, and uh, Sheba joins us uh, here this afternoon on the phones for uh, Jackie, who is uh, down and out, uh, not feeling all that uh, great, but hopefully back with us soon. Hello, hello. And we're going to start this afternoon with a story about a simple handbag. Well, maybe not exactly a simple handbag. Uh, This handbag belonged to a woman by the name of uh, Mariana Bader. Now, she was the proud owner of a pink, and Sheba, I'm going to get you to help me on this. Uh, The brand is not... uh, Hermes. It's Hermes? Hermes. 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 (laughs) See, they'd automatically kick me out of the store if I went in there and said, yeah, I'm looking for one of your Hermes bags. (laughs) I beg your pardon, sir. We're here at... What, what is it again? I'm sorry. Hermes. 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 You're at Hermes. Thank you. Uh, anyway, she had this. It was a clutch. It wasn't even like a full purse, but a clutch. And one, that, by the way, that has since been discontinued by the uh, French Fashion House. And it was a 30th birthday present to Marianne from her uh, husband. And by the way, uh, this Hermes bag was worth, I hope you're all sitting down for this, $30,000. 30000 for this one handbag. So uh, after a waiter, maybe you remember the story from about a year ago, at a uh, posh country club in New Jersey, actually spilled red wine on the handbag. Well, the couple uh, sued for negligence, demanding that the Alpine Country Club pay the eye-popping price for the bag. And now the story is uh, back in the news here today because uh, the restaurant has responded with a well bit of a surprising move of its own. They, the restaurant, Alpine Country Club, now suing their own employee. That's right, the waiter who allegedly spilled the wine in the first place. Let's welcome in our friend and employment lawyer, Lior Zamfiro. He joins us now here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Lior, good afternoon, my friend. Good afternoon, Jeff. Always a pleasure. All right, first off, uh, just, just how rare is this? I mean, has this ever happened, an employer actually suing one of their own employees? It is actually more common than you think, especially in, uh, in the, the service industry when we're talking about waiters. It's not usually to the tune of uh, tens of thousands of dollars, and it's not even usually lawsuits. But we, I have seen many situations where, uh, let's say, a waiter uh, breaks something and that their employer says, well, now we're going to take it off your, your, your pay. But I have also seen situations where an employer tries to sue their employee for the negligence that the employee caused. But let me kind of give you the scoop here, Jeff. Okay. It's illegal. You cannot actually sue an employee, at least not in Canada, for negligence that they've committed during the course of their employment. It's almost expected that an employer has to endure some negligence because no one's perfect, uh, you, you, you being the exception, no one else is perfect. <laughs> And because of that, uh, you can't actually sue an employee. And not only that, you're not allowed to deduct from their paycheck that the, amount, yeah. the amount that you say that they've uh, lost for you. And when an employer does that, they often get away with it because the employee doesn't know better. But they actually are not allowed to do that. By the way, next time you're in here to film the TV show, I'll show you my employee file. You, you'll know I'm far from perfect. Uh, having said that, though, yeah, is this what this kind of comes down to? I mean, as an employee, aren't you allowed and isn't really expected? I mean, if you're there five days a week, eight hours a day, day in and day out, that uh, eventually you are going to make some mistakes. 
That, that's exactly right. And it's, for employers, it's frankly the cost of doing business. It really is. And, you know, they're assumed to factor that into their pricing and uh, into the way they operate their business. So there's going to be some losses. No one's perfect. There's going to be some negligence. Uh, and an employee may cause some losses. And as long as it's something that's not done deliberately, as long as it's something that's just done in the course of employment, the employer is supposed to and, and is required to endure that cost, and they cannot go after the employee. And this, if this was an Ontario story, that certainly would have applied to this particular uh, waiter with a handbag, $30,000, you know, spilling wine, certainly something during the course of uh, uh, employment. The fact that there was an Hermes uh, bag doesn't change that. Uh, and no, if this was here in Ontario, that employer's lawsuit would be thrown out. Okay, that was going to be my next question. Is this something that can or has happened here on this side of the border? Or do employees, uh, do they have more rights, more protections uh, here in Canada? So uh, there have been cases where employers have tried to do just that, just what that country club had, did, had done by uh, pursuing uh, the claims against their employers. There was a case out in Alberta where the employee accidentally actually caused a fire to their employer's premises, and the employer sued the employee, and the court dismissed that for the reasons that we've just talked about, that you know, it was something that's done in the course of employment, uh, no one is perfect. The exception to this, where you, an employer could go after an employee for negligence, is situations where we're talking about uh, particularly skilled employees, you know, lawyers working at law firms, accountants working in accounting firms. They're held to a higher standard, and in those situations, if they're negligent in the course of their duties, the, their employer may go after them, but that is rare. Beyond that, if it's kind of good faith, it, it's not something that's done fraudulently or deliberately, the employer here cannot go after the employee. And, and the, the, other, the last point I'll make on that is it's actually even illegal to take things out of their paycheck. If the employee owes the employer money, the employer cannot deduct that off, out of their paycheck. That is a breach of the Employment Standards Act. A lot of employers don't know that, and uh, they may find themselves on the wrong end of the uh, Ministry of Labor complaint. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, for example, if your company loans you some money for whatever reason, they're not allowed to deduct that uh, off your check. You just have to pay it back to them uh, out of good faith? So so if the employee agrees, absolutely, the employer can deduct. And the employer may say, hey, we'll, we'll loan you this money, but you have to agree to allow us to deduct from your check. If the employee agrees, they can absolutely do that. But the employer cannot unilaterally decide to deduct something from from the employee's pay without the employee's written agreement. That is a breach of the Employment Standards Act, but I can tell you that a lot of employers do that, and a lot of employees allow that to happen, either because they don't know any better or because they want to maintain the peace, so to speak, with their employer. Right. Let me ask you about injuries on the job. What if through my negligence uh, somebody gets injured or, or, God forbid, gets killed on the job, and then their next of kin, their family, is going to sue the uh, company uh, for that? Is that a case where the company then could sue me for my negligence? No. It, it really, again, to the extent that you were doing this in the course of your employment, etc., then, then they cannot sue. The employer is considered to be what we call vicariously liable. What that means is that even though it's you, the employee that was negligent, the employer is assumed to be responsible for your negligence. So the employer may be liable for that person who may have gotten injured, 
but that, that's still the analysis that I've mentioned still applies. They still, the employer cannot go after you saying you caused the injury. You're the one that it's fault. So we're going to go after you. That can't happen. Yeah, I guess there's some assumed risk as well, particularly if you're working maybe in a dangerous work environment. Like, uh, well, I'm just looking at the window here at Chorus Key and they're building an office building in front of us, a, a construction site. Is there some assumed risk there that you're in a, a dangerous work environment? Yo, absolutely. That that is absolutely the case, and the that's true for the employee and the employer. And oftentimes in these situations, there's insurance that's there to cover any losses or risks or injuries that that may happen. Uh, there's an assumption of risk by the employee taking on a job. There's a there's an assumption of risk by the employer putting their employee in a situation where things can go wrong. And because of that, it's not appropriate to say, well, now, even though we should have known that that, this could happen, we're not happy that it did, so we're going to go after you, employee. Uh, No, that's not something that an employer is going to be able to do. Here with employment lawyer Lior Zamfiro, and actually going to open up the phones and take some of your calls on this at 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Uh, Who do you think is ultimately responsible or culpable here? Should the employee be the one to pay in this uh, situation, and should employers have the ability to... uh, Hold employees accountable or, or maybe go after them. 870-6400, star 640 on sale. Just before we get to your calls, just uh, one final question for you, Lior. Uh, I know you're an employment lawyer and not a criminal lawyer, but who is really ultimately culpable uh, here? And the courts are obviously going to figure this whole thing out, but uh, I don't know. Do you think that uh, maybe there should be some assumed risk on behalf of the couple who brought this $30,000 ba- $30, bag into the restaurant in the first place? So the ultimately, uh, the law looks at the, a very simple question: What was reasonable in the circumstances? Was it reasonable for you, Miss uh, Customer, to come into the restaurant with a with a bag where you know there's things going around and there, there's there's wine and there's hot items and you know there's young people serving? Was that reasonable? Was there some sort of an assumption of risk on your part? And usually what would happen in this situation is the court may say, okay, there should have been some assumption of risk. So even though you've incurred losses of $30,000, we may reduce that and only hold them the restaurant liable for half of that. So you have to bear half the cost. The restaurant is going to bear half the cost. So you're not going to get your full uh, amount of losses. That's usually how something like that would work. There is going to be an assumption that you took a bit of a risk by stepping out of the house and going to a restaurant with a, a bag that expensive. Lior, just hang on just two seconds for me if you could. I got Jonathan in Toronto here who I think has got a question maybe that you can answer best. Uh, Jonathan, go ahead. You're on Global News Radio. Quick question. What happens if you're a subcontractor? I mean, obviously there's a fine line between, you know, you know some, some employers, you know, want to try to, uh, you know, make, make you fall under the, uh, the, the branch of a, a subcontractor being while you're an employee. But that being said, what happens if you're a subcontractor? That's a great question. Thank you, Jonathan. That is a terrific question. So, so Jonathan is right that a lot of people are misclassified as contractors when they're really employees. So if someone is, quote-unquote, a, a subcontractor, but they really are employees in the sense that they work regular hours, they work for the same company, they've been misclassified, the same analysis would apply. So the company could not go after them. But if they're a true subcontractor, you know, they, they work for a number of companies, etc., then what I said would not apply. They would be liable for their own negligent, which, uh, negligence, which is why it's always a good idea for people that are subcontractors to have insurance to cover them for exactly these types of situations. Okay, that is really interesting. Uh, so if I'm an employee of that restaurant, they, they can't go after me. But if they just contracted me, say, for a week's worth of work, 
work or a night's uh, work because the restaurant uh, was extraordinarily uh, busy that night because I was a contracted employee, then maybe I'm more culpable? Yes. If you're a true contractor uh, that, that came in and, and, you know, you're in the business of uh, you're providing services to many companies, and this particular night you came in to, to provide those services, you're not an employee, yes, you would be culpable in that situation. You would have to uh, potentially be liable. And like I said, hopefully you would, you would have had insurance coverage for just these instances. You know, hang on. we got one more here from Andy in Brampton. I feel like uh, we're turning this into the employment hour. Uh, go ahead, Andy. You're on the air. Hi. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, my question is that uh, what about incentive plans? I'm on the sales side of this company, and whenever we have a kind of an accident or something on the road, uh, the company car it is, so it's already insured, but it dings our incentives. So they deduct our incentives by about four grand. So is that something right? That's a great question, and the answer is no, it's not. If it's something that you otherwise are entitled to get, they can't say, now we're going to pay you less because you did something wrong. Again, as long as you're an employee, that's not something that they could do, and potentially that's something that you could go to the Ministry of Labor for, uh, to, to number one, to get the company to stop doing that, and also to get the, the company to be ordered to pay you back what they've paid you. No, this is a common situation. I see this often, but it's not something that the company is allowed to do. It's not legal. All right, uh, Lior, thank you so much. You've been very generous with your time this afternoon. This is Exhibit A as to why the Employment Hour is such a uh, popular <laughs> show with us here on 640 Toronto. Thank you again, my friend. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. There goes Lior Zamfiro, employment lawyer.